Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy. I am the leading tax sell expert and trainer. I'm also your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. This podcast is provided completely free to help teach you about investing in tax faulted real estate and is made possible through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax faulted real estate in a comprehensive step-by-step manner, just head on over to taxlawacademy.com and click on join. Again, that's taxlawacademy.com and click on join. On today's podcast episode, we'll be talking more about investing out of area. This is a two-part episode, and today we are on the second part. Now, if you have not yet listened to the first part of this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen prior to joining us on today's episode for part two, because it'll make much more sense. So last week, we discussed some of the benefits to investing out of area. The ones that we discussed were preference. You want to invest in liens, deeds, etc. We're talking about cost, selection, competition, and frequency. Although there are many, many other benefits to investing out of area. Now, I think it's important that you understand all of those specifically can really help us out as we start discussing the more tactical stuff in today's episode. Now, as I said last episode, we have hours and hours worth of training on this exact topic inside the Taxel Academy. So I want you to understand there's a lot that goes into it, but hopefully with last week's episode and today's episode, you'll have enough information to really help propel you in the right direction to start investing out of area. All right, so with everything the first episode in mind, The next question that we usually get is where to go now. And one of the toughest questions for me to respond to is along the lines of what's the best state or the best area for me to invest in? And the truth is I really wish it was that black and white. I wish I could tell every single person, this is the best area for you. You'll make loads and loads of money if you focus on this one area. But the fact is, that every single person has a different best area for them to invest. And this is not a one-size-fits-all type answer. The best area for you is likely not the same best area for me and vice versa. So let me give you an example. Someone that has, say, $4,000 to invest, they could potentially pick up two $2,000 lots to invest that $4,000. That person is going to have a completely different objective than somebody looking to invest $5 million. If you took that $5 million investor and you bought those same $2,000 lots, now they're trying to figure out how on earth they're going to manage 2,500 different properties, right? Different objectives. And it's not just about money either. A few years back, I spent over a month on the road going from one auction to the next auction. It was a very, very unique approach that many people simply can't do because of outside factors, jobs, kids, family, and other obligations that exist in everybody's life. But it was very, very productive for me going to all these in-person-only auctions. Or maybe you're trying to limit liability. You don't want any risk. Or maybe you want a lot of risk and you're shooting for a crazy high return on your money. Or you're investing maybe other people's money. Maybe you have experience, you lack experience. There are so many different factors that it's just not possible to tell you exactly where you should be investing. That's something that you have to decide for yourself. But hopefully, in this episode, we can help get you pointed in the right direction. So here's a process that I suggest. And a lot of it will be really putting information that we discussed in the first part of the series to work to make those decisions on where is the best place for you to go. First, you must determine the system that you want to invest in. 
I've got a few videos on this on my YouTube channel, and I also have a great resource for you. It's completely free, but you can find it at taxcellacademy.com forward slash state guide. There's a link down below in the show notes, but it's super easy to remember, taxlawacademy.com forward slash state guide. This provides you with a color-coded breakdown of the states and all the different systems. Choose a system that you want to invest in. Pick your color. If you want to invest in multiple systems, fantastic. But for now, just choose one. Just by this very act of choosing the system that you want to invest in, you're going to be cutting out roughly a half to two-thirds of all the states that exist. The next step is to continue narrowing it down. Look up each specific state that you are potentially interested in and determine their process to make sure that it sits well with you. All tax lien states are not created the same. All tax deed states are not created the same. There are specifics in each state that you must become familiar with. Every state has their own rules, their own process, their own laws and the statutes that you must understand. Let's say you don't want to have to worry about other private liens like mortgages or mechanic liens. Guess what? New Mexico is probably going to be a state that you don't want to invest in then because those liens will stick. If you don't want to have to worry about sending out letters or notices to owners, then don't invest in Montana. Now, obviously, there's just two examples and both can actually be fantastic states to invest in. But the reason I bring these up is that every single state is different. So understand that. So you've now narrowed down the systems and then the states. Now it's time to look at the individual counties. And this will, of course, take more effort. Generally speaking, as I've mentioned before, I don't invest in the largest counties in a state. They usually have the highest amount of competition and they end up being a waste of time. I also usually don't invest in the smallest counties where the population is like 113 or something like that. So this still leaves a good number of counties. What you want to do is start your research in those counties. Go to each county that might have potential. Look at their website or place a phone call if need be. Take a look or ask questions about their auctions. Look at the process. Read the frequently asked questions. The future sales list. And most importantly, the previous auction results. From there, you need to determine a few answers to some questions that you should have. How often? Do they hold their sales? If their tax sales are maybe once a year and it just happened last month, then you probably want to mark it on your calendar and come back in, say, nine or ten months and move on for the time being. If they take place monthly or weekly, determine exactly when it happens. When is the next one? When is the next one that you could attend? Does the frequency of those auctions make you happy? Is it somewhere you can invest? Or are they just not frequent enough where it's not going to be worth your time? Answer that question with a no, then move on to another area. Answer that question with a yes, and it's time to continue. The next question to ask yourself is what is required? And there are so many parts to this question. One usually leads into another and another, but how are the auctions held, for example? Can you attend online? Or do you need to be there in person. Pros and cons to both of these, of course. But if you work 50 hours a week and you have numerous other daily tasks, then it's going to be difficult to attend an auction. And you should focus maybe on areas that just have online auctions that you can attend. If you do need to attend in person and you can physically get there, if you have the time to get there, how will you get there logistically? Driving a few hours is one thing, but spending $500 on a flight plus $300 on a hotel and another $200 on a rental car will quickly eat up $1,000 worth of profit before you even bid on a single property. Now, I've spent much, much more than this traveling to and from auctions, so it isn't that big of a deal if you're prepared for it and if that expense 
is mitigated by the potential of that auction that you are attending. At the very least, the expense to get at that auction needs to be in the back of your head. The next one, how many properties are typically sold at an auction? Remember that in some areas, properties can get redeemed at the very last minute. And there are areas that are notorious for having up to 90% of the properties redeemed at the last possible second. So be sure that you're looking at the sold auction list, the previous results list, and not the upcoming auction list to give you a better indication of how many properties are actually sold. If it comes down to maybe they're selling one property or two properties, then you should probably rethink that county, especially if travel is necessary. What about cost? Take a look at the opening bid amounts and make sure they're well within your budget. Then review the previous results list to make sure that the selling prices are also within your budget. We need to make sure that you can afford to invest in this area before we continue further. Now, once you made it to this point, one final thing that we should mention are the property types. What kind of variety is there? I've invested in some counties and I've done absolutely phenomenal in those counties. Then the adjoining county, the one that shares the border, has absolutely nothing but a bunch of junk. So be very careful and do a little bit of research so you know exactly what types of properties they're selling. It's time to dig in a little bit. Take a look at those legal descriptions. Do a little surface level research and see exactly what is selling. The last thing you want to do is spend six hours researching only to realize that every single property in that county is worthless, right? Once you've answered these questions, you should have a better idea of whether or not you should be investing in this area or not. As you can see, we're essentially creating a funnel that drops out only the best counties for you to invest. And we start with a very wide target, which is the entire country. Then we narrow it down to a few states and we narrow it down to some counties. And then we narrow it down to even fewer counties until finally we've narrowed it down to just a handful of counties that you should be investing in. This right here is the answer to the what's the best area for me question. Go through that entire process and then boom, you suddenly have the best areas. You have essentially created a concentration of areas that work best for you based on your specific objectives, your finances, your abilities, your personal life, based on your entire business model. At this point, it's just like investing anywhere else. Now, odds are it'll require quite a bit of effort to do it efficiently, at least at first. You won't know the good areas, the bad areas. You won't know the subdivisions to steer clear of. You won't know the local laws or codes or how to operate all the different websites or all the different resources and that are out there. You won't know how to do that efficiently. You have to relearn all this information for every single area that you invest in. It's just part of the game. That's the tough part, right? The good news is, of course, that once you've done it a few times, you'll become familiar with learning and beginning that process in a different area. And you'll get better and better at it for each new area that you start investing in. Then, of course, based on what you learn about the area, it's time to start buying and selling like you would anywhere else. So that's how you invest out of area. So many people are so intimidated by the thought of investing out of area. Now, unless you're just dominating your local market, the truth is that at some point, in order for your tax sale business to grow, most tax sale investors will need to start exploring some other areas. Now, I'm not saying that you must invest in a dozen states like I do, right? But maybe you invest in just another county, maybe two counties or three counties, or maybe you do want to invest in many, many states. But whatever the case is, focusing on only one local market when you do that, you're going to put a ceiling on your business, 
your income, and yourself. So don't be intimidated when it comes to investing out of area. Now, these last couple of podcast episodes have hopefully opened your eyes up to the possibilities that exist if you venture out just a little bit. I truly hope that you do enjoy this podcast and you've enjoyed these episodes. And I'm so grateful that you took the time out to learn from myself. If you have a few seconds to spare today, we really appreciate it if you took the time to leave us a positive review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And as always, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax fault real estate, including a significant amount of training on investing out of area, which I've been doing for many, many years now, just head on over to taxallacademy.com and click on join. Again, that's taxallacademy.com and click on join. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.